Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We are closing down our little Dogtober moment with uh, not a sequel, not a prequel, but an equal, apparently. Shop treatment! (laughs) Do you have any history with this? I did not know it existed before you brought it up, so that's, that's, I literally knew nothing about this film. Yep, I'm I'm in the same boat. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I mentioned before, it's, uh, it's born from a sequel version, because there is a version of Rocky Horror Picture Show sequel that, um, was sort of changed over time, maybe like two or three iterations before it became shock treatment. So it will have, so it has like uh, Brad and Janet. And I think those are the only two roles that like carry over. Apparently like Richard O'Brien wrote a few, um, and not just like versions of this one, but like actual like different uh, scripts and stuff. Mm. I for, I forgot. I know one was called Revenge of the Old Queen, uh, which I think. Well, one of my one of my friends uh, was telling me about because apparently they had read like all of the like unreleased Rocky Horror scripts that had like been a thing. Oh, wow. And Revenge of Revenge of the Old Queen was their favorite, and the breakdown that they gave me was in essence so in like all of the sequels i guess bar this one uh richard o'brien was obsessed with janet being pregnant one and the baby being frank's son two <laughs> um even though there's meant to be a is it brad is it rocky's is it frank's but it was always frank's son okay. and ap- and apparently in revenge of the old queen uh frank's mother is like the queen of Transylvania or is it transsexual I don't remember what the planet is named but it's like the queen and like her brother uh and she's like this like buff like this like rock of a woman and her brother wants to become king and riffraff when he goes back to transsexual without Frank um is told to like retrieve him by the queen because she feels that she's gonna die soon not because she's ill or anything there's there was some kind of plot about like breastfeeding and (laughs) and apparently like magenta riffraff kills magenta um because someone was interested in her and so he like murders her and brad (laughs) is like dead and like everything that goes wrong he blames on her dead body that he keeps in a room and brad is killed because um he became like janet became a prostitute and he became uh i think also a prostitute but he he no yes but he decided that he was gay after his encounter with Frank and so Brad and Janet had broken up and he actually dies off screen 
um, in an alley with like 15 men or something. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I'm explaining this non-filmed sequel uh, instead of the sequel that we're about to talk about. But I realized this, but so Janet has a son and he's named Sonny and the, the old queen realizing that Riff Raff is not gonna bring back Frank, not knowing that Frank is dead, but it's been like 15 years, goes to Earth to get Frank uh, herself and Sunny is like singing in a club and when the old queen hears Sunny, it's like immediately evident that this is Frank's son. Because um, right. <laughs> just I guess I guess just like it matches that much. And apparently they had started to film it, but then there was like a writer strike, and it got shelved. Um, so we could have we could have had that. That could have happened, um, that, but we yeah. But we have shock know. treatment instead. <laughs> I don't know what what is better, TBH. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you what I think would be better as an idea um, as a sequel or, you know, equal or whatever. Um, Apparently there but, is one yeah. song from that in existence, like the song that Sunny was singing. It mm. it lives. We just oh. don't know who was singing it. I can link it to you later. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh there are actors that carry over. Uh, so Richard O'Brien does not reprise his role, but still has like a incestuous relationship with yep. his sister, which is- He has a thing about it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, I, I was like, again? But like, this, <laughs> like, but like this time it's like way more blatant. Like it's not yeah. like, as ambiguous. And I'm like, were were you disappointed in the last one that it wasn't as clear and you needed to make sure people knew incest is best? Like I'm confused. What? It, it's crazy. I was, okay. Oh my god. But anyways, I I guess we could start. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Also, this gets very meta so if you've never seen it and some of the things that um we might be talking about don't immediately make sense just know that this is kind of like a show in a show kind of think wandavision just imagine wandavision but like 1981 and camp and very odd um fair uh i thought of the truman show Yes, Truman. Like, that is a better analogy. Like, uh, yes, reality TV in a time where reality TV wasn't really a thing. Yeah. I love like the proposal of reality TV and how this is like absurdist to them at this time. It's like, why would you like watch someone's life watching some of that? And I'm just right. like, yeah, we do that. We do that to the <laughs> point that we watch people watch TV. Like, it's not good. In the future. <laughs> like you thought it was a little bit like of a, oh, this is a quirky, weird idea. And then it's like, no. 
if you thought of it, someone thought of it and thought, yeah, this is actually something we could do IRL and did it. So love that for us. <laughs> also, I think there was like a piece of trivia where the guy on the phone in the opening of this is the um, president of the Rocky Horror Club at the time. Oh. So like they gave him like a little cameo in the beginning. We are introduced um, to, we're, we're first introduced to Harley Flavors. It's not until like the, the end that he like comes down to be among the people. But so he's like always like the shadowy like figure that's like watching from a distance. And like he runs a TV studio, but his TV studio is a town the town of Denton so the residents uh, all come in to participate as audience members and Brad seems like when he comes in with Janet he, he doesn't seem to be like too keen on this um, like weird transformation that has happened. It's just like, I'm not sure about this whole thing, Janet. Um, does the overture have words? I don't think it does. When it was playing, all I thought of was the time warp. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that was a, a, that was on purpose, because I also heard it. I yeah. was like, oh, wait, okay. <laughs> not starting but I think... out subtle, but love to hear it. <laughs> I think it's, it's it's like meant to be like this is like the same world but kind of not kind of a thing. It's I don't know. It's an AU. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's an AU but also like a sequel thing. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> I feel like it's like you have these same characters and they go on different adventures. Um I forget. I mean, I it's... guess a la um, WandaVision, like you said, too. Right? Yeah. Like... But so Brad and Janet are married now. So it's now Janet Majors. No longer Janet Weiss. Um, she's now Janet Majors. And she manages to pull Brad um, in to the, the viewing. Like he's not like fully eager and participating, but he's there. So the show begins to open um, and they are actually greeted by this documentary filmmaker. Oh, also the narrator from the previous thing is there. He is um, a lawyer in this version. Oh, right. You mean the criminology? He's a judge. He's a judge. As they begin to uh, open the show, uh, we get Denton, USA, which is meant to be like uh, telling us and also everyone who's watching about Denton. So we got Denton, Denton, you've got no pretension. You're where the heart is. You're okay. And like, it's very like Stepford Wise, Pleasant Phil type of like yeah. 
idyllic, all-American, too happy. <laughs> like, mm, too pleasant. <laughs> also, um, we get the information that uh, Betty and Ralph, who were the two people that Brad and Janet saw get married in the beginning of Rocky Horror, um, Betty is the um, interviewer that we see for us who is interviewing Judge Wright, who was the narrator. Um, and her ex-husband, Ralph, is now dating um, this, like, really, like, blonde, like, big hair, like, uh, woman, uh, Macy, who's a reporter while she's an, she's an anchor. Judge Wright and Betty Hapshat are presenters on the show the Denton Dossier Uh, I don't know what their show is about specifically (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it it just seems to be like they later on they go on like this whole they do some like investigative journalism uh, Mm, to try and like figure out (laughs) figure out what's actually happening because Brad and Janet end up being chosen to be uh, on the show yeah yeah, contestants on a show Marriage Maze who is run by this um, guy named Bert Schnick who is meant to be blind but I don't know um He's I'm not. Ambiguous, because <laughs> like later they're like he can see, and I'm like, was that always the case? And you're you're pretending, or did something really weird happen and he got eyesight? I wouldn't put it past you know this universe for him to actually be blind and then like with no reason or rhyme just have sight again. Uh, also, I will say the woman who plays Janet in this, Jessica Harper. Her voice. I love her. I am so in love with her. I love her so much. Oh my god. I was just like, perfect. I love this. Like, I, oh my god. I was so like, as much, I love Susan Sarandon. We all know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I stand her last time. I'm like, I'm in love with, I'm in love with this woman. I was like, yeah. Oh my god. Her voice is just, it's like, so, it's like, it's like butter. It's just like. So good. And also, I'm just like, so this is where all of the alto songs have been hiding. (laughs) This is, this is where they put them. I see. (laughs) My God. Um, But yes, so they're on um, Marriage Maze and... It seems to be kind of like um, a newlyweds kind of a game, but it's not really yeah. a game show because they he just immediately starts shitting on like the state of their marriage, and is like Janet kind of is like well yeah he's boring but I don't really uh, think is that <laughs> bad. Um, and they're just like, no, Brad needs to be, like, committed. Um, I guess that's, like, the point of the show is to have people committed. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's like a, I it, it's weird because like I it's the show makes no sense to me, right? I just mm-hmm. don't. I feel like not enough pieces were given to me for me to like yeah. fully comprehend what is actually happening because the he's being committed yes and that's also a show apparently yeah and it's like i'm like what what are the parameters of this show please explain <laughs> i'm stressed <laughs> but so just before brad is sent uh to dentonville they go to a commercial break and uh brad is they start singing about like what the commercials are in Bitchin' in the Kitchen. Bitchin' in the Kitchen or crying in the bed all night. Oh, yes. I love her. Mm. But so Brad gets taken away to Denton Vale, like put in a wheelchair, sent to the rest home. Uh, Janet is following along. Um, and I think she's first greeted by the nurse and the orderly, um, which is Nurse Anne Salong, and the orderly is Ricky. The supervisors, Dr. Cosmo McKinley and Dr. Nation McKinley, Richard O'Brien and Patricia Quinn, who were um, Riff Ruff and Magenta. I don't know what to make of them initially. They're just kind of... They're the doctors that are going to be in charge of the situation. And it's clear, like, from the get-out. Like, apart from this, like, all being a show, it's it's clear that they're, like, up to something. Brad is, like, he doesn't want to be committed. Who would? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And he ends up, like, being drugged in the office. Like, he... Like the orderly puts a needle in his neck, he collapses on the table, and he's then taken away to this like prison cell room where he's just that's where he spends like yeah, pretty like much the end. And, inter- and like, yeah, it fully seems like they just like lock him up and that's it. <laughs> like, it's meant to be improving their marriage, that that's the point. I don't know what kind of improvements could be made in this kind of situation, but yep. he, he's like put in the in the terminal ward, and Nurse Ansalong, uh, kind of informs Janet to wait a day before she signs the papers. Kind of just like, oh, you'll get the next day free. But I feel like it was like kind of like subtly being like, don't sign anything just yet to get yeah. him to treatment. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so they don't, uh, even though Cosmo is like chasing them, it doesn't like, she doesn't sign immediately. On the outside of Denton Vale, um, we have Janet's parents, Emily and Harry, uh, who are on Marriage Maze, um, giving a psychoanalysis of Brad so that they can win a prize. And that is where we get the information that, like, Brad is an orphan and he was adopted and, um, like, 
this is him like regressing into childhood I don't know but then because of all of this information that they give up about Brad they are awarded a vacation home but it's a vacation home that's another show called Happy Homes so they they get they win but they now they get like their own TV show as the prize <laughs> Janet is in the room where they where they're holding Brad but Brad is still like passed out from the drugs so she leaves and she starts like walking the halls of like the hospital slash set um while she's singing in my own way which just again the butter of her voice I'm just like I was just like I don't even know what you're saying just keep singing <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ okay, um. if you could sleep night stop your crying then you might find out that I love you in my own way or something like that um, yes, so great. Uh, give her all the solos. We love to <laughs> see it. <laughs> she gets to the point where she meets up with her mother. And, like, her mother then offers her a dress that she made. She said East meets West. It's very, um, Asian-inspired kind of mm. a thing. But it's pink. Like silky I don't know. And with like kind of embroidered flowers on it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but she's now in the Happy Homes house slash set um, where she's having a conversation. And I, like she's like the special guest on that show now. Uh, so, so she's there and talking to her uh, parents who are like oh you should have married Brad you should have married one of these other boys and then like giving an example uh, from her father she's um, <laughs> just like he ended up in a, which I think is when they threw in that throwaway line about uh, that, that man being in an alleyway with like 15 um was it 12 other guys I don't know how many they said but I think it was like a reference to Revenge of the Old Queen which like didn't happen right yeah also we completely glossed over the fact like there was a commercial about Farley's um oh yeah um oh no this uh... that happens after this that happens after this actually we did not skip anything that happens after this but yes no uh so this her father is just like he was playing like mini golf in the kitchen and he it, it, after being told that it's just like um and I, I need to go and do manly things and he leaves and is mowing the lawn and starts to spew about like american men doing uh man things in the song thank god i'm a man <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of insanely problematic things <laughs> in this. Yeah. It's just, 
in this entire town. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, he he starts off sort of recitative like uh, a man should call a boss. Where the pants be the boss. And for his uh, own damn sake and whatever. And then there's like later they say the F slur and I'm like, why? Yeah. What, what was what why? Yeah. We needed this for whomst. Yeah. You know? Like, it's like literally like the second to last line. Now I'm just like, oh, this is like a quirk <laughs> Oh my god. So after Janet's father has now told us about being a man, we uh, cut to the uh, doctor, the McKinleys, uh, being uh, informed about... Oh, I forgot to... I I said I wouldn't forget and I still forgot. So (laughs) there's a commercial. It was promoting five flavors five farties something about five and it had a bunch of children it is first and foremost farley's flavors fabulous fast foods feed the four 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 the five families for a fabulous future so it's yeah they're advertising farley's Okay, and there is children and they have them shouting out the five uh things uh, and on the floor when they get up there's like five F's arranged in a circle and I just went ah, looking at it because it's quite clear like the essence of the imagery like as soon as you look at it like there's no like mental mm-hmm. mistaking um, the, yeah. the kind of message that you're meant to get from that and I don't know if it's meant to be like a, you know, like a, just like a moment or it's meant to like actually impart. But I wish that people would stop using Nazi imagery. In the, uh, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I mean, also remember like even in uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, there was like this like weird tinge of like, I don't know German panic. Yeah. yeah, that that did carry. I wondered if like that had to, if that was interest, not interested. Um, what's the word? Interlaced, uh, in like Bert Schnick being like Austrian, because they kept calling him something, and I couldn't fully hear what they were calling. Bert, the McKinleys, what they were calling him, I just mm, wasn't sure about it. But his his like whole hair situation, like I don't know, I don't know, I don't. I'm not gonna yep. read into it deeply because this <laughs> was in 1981, and you know the war was not that far away. So it's probably like right. it's different. It's different now, like so many years on yeah. looking at it. But yes, so the McKinleys are told by Bert uh, that their show is uh, gonna be taking over, taken over by five 
flavors fast food, which is Farley's uh, personal company, because they want to promote Faith Factory, which is going to be a new t- TV show by Farley, and he wants the McKinleys to promote it I think he wants them to to be like the the promotion elements and like McKinley is just like on a video screen I am they're like you're not looking at a yeah something something ace 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 I just remember (laughs) ace happening a bunch of times yeah because (laughs) he he believes that Janet is going to be like the face she's gonna be like the representative of the new show something about psychology um and i think that's also meant to be like (laughs) tied into like the staying sane and insanity um thing that was in rocky horror but this is like more of an exploration of it you know what i don't know i feel like i'm trying to make sense of (laughs) it's just it's so hard i had this I had the same sort of, like, as, not even as I was watching, because as I was watching, I was just truly trying to keep up with, like, what is happening, because <laughs> it, it felt incredibly chaotic. And afterwards, I was trying to rationalize it with myself, and, like, and, like, I like we know from the Tommy episode. I am very, very capable of pulling meaning out of yeah, <laughs> or like pulling meaning that wasn't intended and being like, "Hey, what about this? <laughs> we could look at it this way in our modern context," um, which I can do with this. But like, I'm like that. I'm pretty sure I'm not picking up what I was meant to pick up. I'm just like super po- imposing my my own sort of uh, analysis of like culture today onto whatever satire is meant to be this Mm -hmm. so because the McKinleys while just before this song had gone on uh, had been telling Janet you know Brad is like very resentful to you um, which I mean reasonable because she had him committed but he's not actually been resentful to her he's been (laughs) tied up he's been gagged I don't know what resentment they can pull from that aside from the obvious um but Janet is just so bereft um that she thinks like if she like does this stuff then she will become uh someone that Brad desires again because he doesn't like her now anymore obviously and that's what kind of convinces her to go along with it along with like Farley's persuasiveness and before that she was just very eager to go and see Brad because she hasn't seen him we don't know how much time is passing um but she hasn't seen Brad and she wants to go and see him and then she wants to go home and they're like no you need to like be here in the morning uh, and then you can leave. <laughs> They're like, morning? It's like, no. <laughs> she's not going anywhere at all. <laughs> so now she's kind of like moved in to Denton Vale as well. She's part of the show now, too. Um, yep. 
so and then like lullaby happens where you see them all like settling into their beds uh for for an evening in Danton Vale which it was because I think I had missed in the earlier bit when it said that the whole town was now the TV studio because we got to this part where everyone was settling into their beds and then the audience was just there sleeping in the audience I was like what the fuck what (laughs) But no, this is a 24 hours show. Um, And if you were confused about the incest plot, this is... This is... Oh no, yeah, this is when it becomes ambiguous. (laughs) I feel the heat from your skin and the stubble on your chin. You're no good. And it's like, no. (laughs) Um, so cutting back to um, Betty and Judge Wright they are trying to look into like why specifically Brad and Janet were like targeted why this is happening like there must be something going on and you know they're they're journalists, they're TV presenters, but like they're from a news show, so the kind of like are information seeking people. Um, but then Ralph and Macy come in, and it seems like uh, Betty and Ralph are kind of like amicable when they're talking to each other initially. It's just as soon as he leaves, she just shouts and it's just like screw you or something and it's very clear like this is not this is not great um but they they're informed that they are being replaced by ralph and macy uh as uh the anchors of denton dossier which they don't take lightly and they still like are deciding to like investigate because this is I mean, your whole town is now this TV show. Where are you going to go? Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Nation uh, Birchnik, who I'm guessing doesn't sleep because he just sat there the whole night. Um, strangely, he just sat there. Uh, goes to find Janet and she's in the shower and I guess when she's in the shower, she just can't hear anything at all because he, he <laughs> goes in and he's like asking her, like, is she decent? And he goes in and he's like approaching her, like it, it takes off his glasses and he's like approaching her but before he can get to the curtain nation, McKinley, um, like shouts his name and she just keeps showering, like her silhouette just keeps showering, like it's all fine. And... <laughs> Nation goes in and like shouts at him and it's like, uh, Janet, uh, you know, we're going to transform you all of these things. Um, and we're going to get you something to wear. They go to Cosmo. Cosmo then in the song, Little Black Dress, uh, chops up like a few things and manages to make her a dress to make her into Miss Mental Health, which 
no. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, yes. This is where she's like doing all the, gr- the growling. Um, yeah. Well, first you go, rip, rip, rip. And then I, they're talking about mm-hmm. designing the dress, a uh, little black dress. Then <laughs> you go, snip, snip, snip. Then you go, whip, whip, whip. Something, 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 hip, hip, hip. Um, yeah, fun times, I guess. So, like, she's having, like, a boost of confidence now from this, like, dress and, like, them, like, gassing her up. So now it's meant to be her debut uh, to the to the studio audience. The new Janet um, Majors, I forgot her last name for a second. Uh, she goes out and it just like her her head just gets so big immediately because like they're all like they're cheering for her and she just like she rips off the hat and her hair goes swinging and she's singing like me of me and it's just it's it's, like all about her it's like it's not about brad anymore like because she was doing this to make herself more desirable to brad but now it's just like no i am hot i'm great they love me and i i i I kind of liked her like having this awakening moment. I don't like how it came about. And then towards the end, she's just going like me, 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 over and over, and it's like wow. All right, here we are. And and I love when she like she bursts through the door to. Um, the the terminal ward where Brad is being kept in and she's like I just came to tell you that I'm fabulous or something but she goes to visit Brad and who is still like gagged and bound in this wheelchair like he's not been able to go he's not been able to go anywhere at all um and it seems like at this point her parents aren't fully sold on like if the McKinleys are actually doing anything to like assist him like I don't know if they're like it's because they care about Brad or they're just wondering like if this is actually going to help him at all I don't know to me it seems a bit like um because Janet was getting sort of swept away with all of this other mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, they just, like, I mean, he's still family, you know, at the end of the day. And they're like, well, this woman's having her whole transformation. What the fuck are y'all doing with Brad? Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening? And so I think it's, it's they do care. Um, yeah. <laughs> they decide to like prove that they're like totally capable um in the song shock treatment which title song janet and her parents like are totally like believing like brad is the only one who disagrees um but he doesn't have a whole lot to say in this song um you need a little bit of shock treatment 
<laughs> Janet is fully thinking she's like hot shit now. Um, and in order for the McKinleys to keep her like in control, they drug her, they, they put something in her drink because she's like, she's like talking to everybody. She's, um, she's like talking to the band, uh, who like are just like enamored with her personality, but they drug her, the McKinleys, not the band. They drug her, um, to keep her like sedate and docile until they need her. And while she is like in this, uh, out of its state, we see like a version of her with like this very aesthetic lighting situation um as she goes through the different parts of Denton the DTV set um in the song Looking for Trade uh which is her basically like being like I want to sleep with somebody and Brad being like no love me and she's not caring um I think personally it's the song that I like most in this whole movie um but that might this just be song, for the visuals I, I okay so this song I do know a little bit about mm-hmm. uh, and basically it was from one of the older versions of mm-hmm. uh, this whole thing and it was in a version where uh rocky had been able to save frankenfurter kind of and then he goes to um the fuck is that guy the the scientist guy (laughs) oh um oh shit what's his name right Uh, I, I know who you're talking about, though. Dr. Right, Scott. So, okay. Dr. Scott. Dr. Yes, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes to Dr. Scott, and they sort of re- resurrect him. And um, he isn't fully all the way together fine, and mm-hmm. they have to, like, feed him blood, which is why... Oh, is this like, the Eleven like, Virgins one? Sure, I don't know. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just know. There was a, know there was that a very specific tidbit. There, no, there was one where like Frank and Furter, like Brad, ended up with um, Doctor Scott as well. So, uh, it was, it was a whole thing. And in order for Frank not to decompose, they had to like feed him the blood of like eleven virgins or something. Yeah. Um, but yes, no. Yeah, that uh, feels keep, that feels correct. <laughs> keep 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 telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> okay. It's just that that's why that lyric is there, like the "I need some young blood, I need some young blood," even though it doesn't like, like it's like now it's interpreted as like I just need like a young person to have mm-hmm. sexual relations with. Whereas it was way more literal before. I see, I see. <laughs> yeah. I honestly wonder what Richard O'Brien thought. I mean, I understand that like <laughs> he wrote a lot. He wrote because they kept getting rejected 
because Tim Curry was just like, no, I'm not doing yeah. <laughs> any of these. And they didn't, the, the movie studios weren't, were like, listen, Rocky Horror was popular and Tim Curry was the main star. So unless you have him back, we're not making these movies. Um, so I, I get it. And I understand that's why he kept like rewriting new sequels. But I'm just like, absurd, sir. Absurd. Anyway. It's true perseverance. <laughs> um, but yes, so... To post this song, everyone is starting to get ready for Faith Factory to premiere, whatever this show is going to be. Everyone's getting ready and they're dressing up in white and um, they are uh, singing, look what I did to my id. Truly don't know. <laughs> like a virgin, I'll be urgent to the surgery. Something, 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 something nurse in me. Uh, I don't know. It a bunch of there. I get. I don't actually know what is happening in this song. <laughs> I don't Just either. Lyrically, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about? But okay. I have no idea. Um, but this is also when we get to see Farley has come down. And Janet like sees him in the face for the first time. She's like, Brad. But then we Which cut to question. <laughs> Did she not see him before, like on the TV? Like I understand I... that maybe there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief of like obviously this isn't the person <laughs> that is my husband. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, but he's he's like the main thing. Like he's the main <laughs> thing outside of like the game show host this this is his world how do you not know (laughs) I don't know maybe like I think it might just be a case of like she saw him on TV she was like more caught up in the moment and wasn't really looking at his face that closely because and also she might have just dismissed it because she might have been thinking about Brad and that's why he kind of looked like Brad on the screen you know like any number of excuses you could think of um but like when his face is there in front of you it's kind of undeniable i guess um Mm. but yes so also betty and um the judge are still like working around they've been locked out of different places but they managed to like hack into the computers and they find out that the two McKinleys, the doctors they aren't real doctors and they're actually actors and Denton Vale isn't real as a hospital even though it's meant to be Faith Factory goes forward and the the band who was uh Janet's fans they're singing uh, Breaking Out which I I was surprised to see someone else singing suddenly I was just like <laughs> who are you but I realized it's the guy that had his hair down before but now it was slicked back 
you know that's the only <laughs> difference um i mean i like the bit that like at the end where they're just like rhyming at each other like <laughs> okay so wait, let me look at the lyrics uh like okay seducer and who are you sir your twin brother and your accuser what arrest the man he's committed our, uh, he's committed to our care i never signed the contract he's not going anywhere revenge revenge your twin you tried to abuse her a ridiculous accusation you forced me wait you forced me to refuse her then why did you choose her because of you sir and then they go into like this weird like mind thing where they're like dueling it in like the t- shared space. Oh, you're talking about when, when you're talking about when Brad and Farley are, are dueling. Yeah, like that happens because like it happens like after they sort of like, oh, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, so uh, just before that, because uh, Judge Wright and Betty brought uh, Brad out of Denton Vale. They like dressed up because everyone was distracted. Um, and they broke him out. They told Brad that Farley was his bio twin brother, which they found out from the computers. And like he was split, and Brad got like the rich family, and Farley grew up really poor. And now Farley has money and he is like jealous of Brad's life, even though he has everything. He has a thing that he wanted, which was like regular life. And he wants Janet as a part of that. And that's when they have that um, duel because Brad is now like confronting Farley uh, in the duel duet. And Brad's isn't he's like he's not upset but farley is just like he's like snapped he's like this is yeah you are meant to go to the hospital and like it all of this finally like wakes janet up and she chooses brad because like why would he why would she well why why would she um and because she never signed the consent forms for him to be like stuck there uh he farley as um them all like out like he has everyone chanting out for all of them to go um and leave you know and uh, like a police officer goes and like escorts them to like the side and Macy is now announced as Miss Mental Health because now the program is ready and Farley wants the audience to come with him into Denton Vale and of course the audience is just like ready to go we're like we've been watching this we want to be a part of it and so before Brad and Janet and the judge and Betty are killed um, everyone's just running to go into into Denton Vale to get these jackets, the straight jackets, um, and uh, they managed to convince the police officer, like, "Hey, there's a party going on over there," and he locks them in a room and runs off to go and get his own straight jacket, you know, to be like a part of everything. 
And so Betty ends up picking the lock uh, during the song, Anyhow, Anyhow. And they are going to leave Tintin. I don't know how they're going to get out because the whole town is a studio. But they're, they're going to leave. Uh, and like the, uh, the band helps them because there was a car that was meant to be a prize and they managed to like hotwire it and they drive off out of the studio. Meanwhile, the whole town is just like swaying back and forth, singing dan 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 because they're all like, they're all in the terminal ward. They're all committed now. majors and wises and everybody who was in that little cohort escapes and that's the movie and that's the movie so let's get into our ratings um standard procedure you know we uh speak about music and choreography uh story and overall enjoyment so starting with music and choreography um choreography was barely there so i won't really talk about it that much they did that like whole uh coordinated barely swaying thing with um (laughs) there wasn't like a standout like group dance you know like time rocky or had time warp that didn't yeah. happen here, not really. So, I guess it's a lot to ask for another time warp. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're just gonna leave choreography out. Music, um, I guess Richard O'Brien has a particular style of rockabilly that he likes. Um, some of the songs were very much like echoes of songs that were in Rocky Horror, which I don't want to say it like that. It's just like he copied the songs. It's just like, no, he just like copied the pattern of chords, which just makes all the songs sound really similar. There are some songs I really enjoyed. Pretty much anything that Janet sang. Because I was just like, <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. It was just so refreshing to have like an alto female lead. Like, just yeah. have solos and be like in her deep richness. <sighs> I could cry. But, you know, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, I would I would say I enjoyed some of the songs. Not all of them felt like uh, like classics in, in, in the same way that many did in Rocky Horror. Um, and it was always going to be like a feat to try and capture that essence again, um, to be fair. So it's, it's, it's unfair. So I'll give music um, a 3.5, yeah, a 3.5 
uh, black dresses at five. Okay. Uh, yeah, the songs were fine. I very much as well enjoyed Janet in her just yeah when I heard her sing like the first time I was like oh okay this is okay this is Janet all right got it got it like such I I enjoyed her so much um and like her songs I think uh I mean (laughs) I totally understand the Richard O'Brien uh taking songs that he'd sort of written for very different premises and uh, trying to alter them and like surgically sew them into like a new plot. Uh, I totally get that. There's tons of stuff that I've written that I'm like, I liked the lyrics here. Uh, (laughs) So I guess I'm gonna figure out how to put them in this new thing that I'm doing. Um, So I get that. And also, yeah, I think a lot of the sound is very much an echo of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and yeah, it probably it could be that it's just his style of writing. But also, I guess the fact that it, the, a lot of the songs come from essentially what were meant to be sequels. So, you know, with that in mind, that it's like it was, you know, more than likely always going to sound similar in some way. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the songs are fine. It might I'll, also I'll be little... like studios asking like, you know, you you made this song, Time Warp, very popular. Give us another one of those. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Trying to capture lightning in a bottle or whatever, you know. Anyways, um, I'm going to give it um, three little black dresses. Mm. That's fair. So, story. <laughs> um, there was a plot. You know, we went from A to B. I feel like we went from A to F, but we went somewhere over the course of the time. Um, It almost felt like, not that there was too much plot, but not enough cohesive plot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it, it felt like there were there were there were things that could have been explored more that weren't and things totally that were just presented to us and we had to accept um <laughs> it's like we 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 already have to suspend our uh, disbelief from the very beginning because this whole town is now at least with the Truman show we understand that like it's all in a studio but before Denton was an actual place and then Farley's just bought up the whole town and everybody was fine with their whole town (laughs) 
just becoming a TV show that was a-okay for people <laughs> um, but yes so like I mean Brad was barely there but he formed like a driving motivator and again I think because of a lot of the song stitching um, it was just like okay we have these songs we're gonna make this work somehow <laughs> um, Lord knows how many songs they did not choose to put in this um yeah. so I would say I'm barely talking about the story but if you have watched the movie you'll understand why <laughs> because like yeah. what am I gonna talk about honestly <laughs> um, I liked the little journey that Janet went on this was very um, Janet centric um I mean ultimately she ended up back where she started but you know sometimes that's what you need um so I'd say I'd give story uh oh boy I'd give story like a three point two five yeah that feels that feels alright three point two five television sets Okay. Um, I agree that it the plot was like maybe maybe if I see it like a, a second or third time, I would not. It's not that it's hard to grasp. By the way, it's just like there's so little exposition. I feel like we're just dropped in the middle of something with absolutely no context. Mm -hmm. And they refuse, absolutely refuse to be like, hey, girl, this is what's happening. They're like, no, you'll catch up. And I just never did. Like, I was just like, <laughs> okay, things are happening. I totally understand, like, on a very literal level, what is happening. But, like, like what the context of all of it and the subtext of all of it is a little bit lost on me. Um <laughs> I also enjoy uh, Janet's little journey through, you know, stardom and then like being like, ah, no, I was manipulated by this man. Actually, I still love you, Brad. Let's run away. Um, you know, I feel I, I feel similar to you about like there could have been more explored. I mean, I feel like there's it's obviously satire, but like satire that again refuses to tell you what's happening i don't like i don't know man like we could get so much more out of it if there was a little bit more maybe world building mm -hmm. and like giving us a much better understanding of like space and time and all of that uh because truly again it feels like it all happened in one episode yeah and and like again what all of these people are just chilling in the studio and it's like yeah we absolutely will not tell you anything <laughs> anyways uh i know that people like it and whatever i guess enjoy it <laughs> i uh found it a little bit eh. so uh i'm like 
Uh, 2.75. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. 2.75 TV. Go with what you feel in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then overall enjoyment. Um, <laughs> did I enjoy this movie? It was okay. Um, I didn't hate it or anything. Um, I might watch it again, like, if it's, like, up for a double feature kind of a thing. Um, and, like, for the theme of what we're doing, it was very appropriate. Uh, but again, I went into this with no expectations. And... I was not overly impressed. I wasn't just like, oh my god, this is so amazing. That didn't happen. It was it was fine. Um, again, the highlights for me was anytime Janet sung, uh, particularly uh, looking for trade, because that is just like a very aesthetic-filled time. Um, but yeah, there, there were some parts that I think just kind of like, I could, I could see what they were going for, but it just fell a little dead for me. I don't know why. Um, so for that reason, I think I'll give overall enjoyment 3.5 straight jackets. Uh... Yeah, I, it's fine. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I felt really shortchanged because I was like, I don't quite, like, I also went in with, like, fully no expectations and no, no real concept of what I was about to experience at all. Um, but as it was happening, I was like, oh, is this, like, a, a Stepford Wives situation? Like I mentioned before, like, is that this, is it about, like, how... Uh, people are being sort of maybe not robotic, robotically controlled or whatever like in actual stuff of life but like that's sort of like incredibly too sweet like American ideal suburban life is it is it are we talking about that and their conservatism and all of whatever toxicity can come from that and like their ability or whatever to or their inability or whatever to sort of branch out and be individuals no I don't know is it about mental health like and how, how mental health was being treated at the time maybe I don't know <laughs> is it about fame and like how intoxicating it can be or whatever and it could be about all three of those things but none of those things felt explored well enough for me to feel like this is enough yeah um and yeah, I, I as a result, I didn't really enjoy it that. Much. I mean, it was fine. It was, and I also enjoyed Janet. Like, like I said, she was the highlight. Like she kept me going. Uh, so for her alone, I will be giving three straight jackets. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for our obsessions, a segment about news and things. Join us for 
our obsessions. If you like a bit of theater, then we got something to tell you right now. This is the segment, as the song suggests, in the podcast where we just talk about stuff in theater and whatever, whatever we feel like. Uh, today, I have a little bit of a list, um, even though I haven't really consumed that much theater necessarily. Um, there is a YouTube channel called In the Wings and they do like a series where uh, singers sing songs from like, I think new um, British musical theater. And a while back, I talked about the musical You and I, um, the one with the robot or yeah, the robot AI guy who is there as a companion, blah, blah, blah. Um, they did three songs from that show. Again, they they didn't do the one that I'm just, when I tell you, I frequently just look in their Instagram. I'm like, have they, have they recorded the cast album yet? Have they recorded? <laughs> like, I'm just constantly <laughs> just like, where is it at? But, um, Anyways, three of the songs were in there. Um, they've also done, I think, maybe a song or two in the previous quote season unquote of In the Wings. Um, so you can check that out. Um, the people singing it aren't the people who are in the show, at least not in the show when I watched it. Um, but still a good time. Uh, the Take, <laughs> the YouTube channel The Take that does a lot of videos on like tropes and like explaining them and exploring them did one called um the kid the theater kid trope and how glee made it toxic so i haven't seen it yet but i saw the title and i was like oh my gosh i need to see that so it's on my list of things to see but i you know in case you're looking for a little bit of glee slander i guess is what i'm assuming is gonna happen uh in that video um, Goosebumps the musical their cast recording is coming out on the 29th of October that's right you can listen to Goosebumps the musical if you are a uh, R.L. Stein fan Stan also Alex Brightman is in it I don't know as what but he's in it so if that is something that would attract you he's there um, and finally there is a Gatsby musical, not the one that I talked about with like Florence from Florence Welsh from Florence and the Machine, but this one is kind of like Gatsby through a different lens. It's basically it's set several years later, and it's kind of like um, Daisy Buchanan. Like I think she forgets. <laughs> I think she has like amnesia or something along the lines, and she goes back to find out what happened with all the Jay Gatsby stuff um, and obviously famously spoiler alert she killed somebody Jay like covered for her and then was also <laughs> then murdered you know so that's bound to be fun uh, dramatic irony um, so anyways It'll be at the Southwark Playhouse from the 8th of December to the 8th of January. So if, if you're in London and you're interested, it is there for you. 
Um, man, I wish I was in London. <laughs> I wish I could. Oh, anyway, <laughs> that is all I have. What about you? Listen, I live in London. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna see. Um, all I have is single performance. Um, it's just looping on my head from a TikTok clip. Um, it is Norm Lewis. He um, is singing Poor Unfortunate Souls from you, mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid, as you know. Um, but if you know, if you know Norm Lewis, oh my god, listen. <laughs> he does some runs in this thing, and I swear 30 seconds is not enough. 30 seconds is all you need and it's not enough ever um as you know um you may or may not know that he played king triton before in the little mermaid um it's a a javert just he his voice he's been the phantom just listen um just uh, norm lewis it's a performance at the lincoln center um it's gonna be hard to find anywhere but if you find it watch it (laughs) my god please that is all that i have to say honestly cool uh yeah that brings us to the end of our episode next month we will be getting all fancy and going to prom with um the prom <laughs> and everybody's talking about Jamie so uh, get ready it's going to be a fun time it's going to be a queer time it's going to be a teenage time I guess or whatever it'll be fun um, so join us and James Corden is only in one of them <laughs> you know <laughs> that there is that is that there is that <laughs> um, <laughs> but until then, though, until Promvember, yes, I'm very proud of that name. Don't ask me why. Um, you can catch us on our social media, Twitter and Instagram, TMM, TMM Podcast, Tumblr, Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast.tumblr.com, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TMM, TMM Podcast. Um, we have playlists of songs that we like for musicals and stuff. Um, on our Spotify so if you look for TMM TMM podcast and you go to the profile and not the podcast itself you will find playlists with all the years and the stuff that we liked from the thing so long as there is an album that I can put songs from into the thing the playlists oh we also have an email if you want to email us stuff you know (laughs) tell me more tell me more podcast at gmail.com Uh, And that is everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along with us on this ride. Uh, And hope to see you next time. Until then, for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast, I've been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adesia. Goodbye. Goodbye.